Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, today, <laughs> look at this. Are you frozen, John? <laughs> it's it's the weirdo version. I have no facial hair for the first time in 20 years. I have the most facial hair on the podcast. Right. Yeah. It's, and I've I still have the same amount of facial hair I've had since ninth grade. Since you were like, since, since I met you over 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been able to grow any facial hair in my life, so. So today we got a uh, we got our it good just friend. Just all white trashy like that. Is that just like a normal? That's just like a gene or something like that. I got like the Kid Rock thing, dude. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today we okay. have uh, on the podcast Mr. Jojo Ackerman. Uh, he is a uh, I don't know what are you in tattooer? You're a tattooer. You've been doing it for 25 years. He's a co-owner of a uh, 10,000 Waves Tattoo down there. And is it Sherman Oaks? What do they call yep. that? Yeah, Sherman sure Oaks. Um, he does all of our stuff. Uh, he's been uh, doing tattoos for many years. Uh, old punk rocker, um, hardcore kid, angry motherfucker, just like all of us sometimes. <laughs> you know, I've but known, you've, I've you've somehow Joe, found I've Zen. Known, it seems like uh, recently. <laughs> yeah. I've known I've, I've known Joe for I've known Joe for over twenty years, and he's done ninety percent of my tattoos. Right. So. So how are you, Jojo? I mean, it's Hanging been a there. weird few months, huh? It's been the weirdest few months of my whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm three weeks out of turning 50, and I can't think of a weirder time I've ever been alive. So, yeah, it's strange. Right, I man. became a grandfather right when the, right when the COVID-19 thing hit. And uh, my daughter um, gave birth to our grandson um, three weeks uh, prematurely. And um, he was in the hospital in the NICU for about a week and a half. And then when we brought him home, that was like three days later, uh, that's when they announced the shutdown. Wow. So we got him home just in time before all that shit happened. So we're pretty grateful for that. That's amazing, man. So yeah, how does it feel cool. to be a grandpa? Is it everyone? It seems like the best deal, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, you know, Tell me with, about with, it. <laughs> with all the stuff that's going on, it's like a I want to be more of a grandpa, you know, like I want to pick him up and hug him and, mm. but you know, man, with the way things are going, you know, it's just, that, that's not really a feasible thing, but he's here in the house and uh, I, I talk to him all the time and uh, he makes baby grunts at me and he like, you know, he wants to say stuff. He's, I, I, he smiles, he laughs, he's very intuitive of like who, who his family is and who we all are. And, you know, he's been stuck in the house with us as much as we've been stuck here. So, um, it's, it's, it's actually pretty good. I call him a medicine ball because, like, if they're having a bad day, man, you just go over there and check him oh, out. Dude. It's over, man. It's like he, he's the cure-all, you know? Yeah. So it's awesome. It's awesome having him here. Um, and uh, I don't know. Being a grandpa, for me, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of cut out for this shit because I love it, you know? So yeah. I, I think I'm in. Well, it. and you're still raising kids on your – I mean, you're still raising kids too, right? Yeah, so well, my, yeah. my – my two oldest daughters, uh, they're going to be 23 here pretty soon. And then uh, my youngest one just graduated eighth grade. So she'll be a freshman in high school. Yeah. And that, so that's, I mean, you've always re retained a youngness, you know what I mean? With, you know, a lot of people when they become grandparents, they haven't been a parent in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, you right. know what I mean? So it makes, you can <laughs> yeah, see still, how they're like, ah, <laughs> you know, but no, it, that's amazing. Still, I'm still practicing patience. And, and like you said, I'm finding Zen still. I'm still looking <laughs> yeah. for it. We're all trying, man. It's, it's yeah. a journey, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know every time I come to see you, you know, we, we start out complaining and then it ends with gratitude and we're all happy to, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, always yeah. funny. It's, I have the exact same motions in my, in my mind, you know, all the time, but 
So yeah. obviously the shop's been shut down, right? Yeah. Um, for months at this point. Um, how yeah. is that whole thing going? This is, our, this is our 14th week being out of work. Um, you know, at first I thought, well, you know, with all the training that they make us do and all the money we pay to like get all these like certifications and to license the studio, um, things like that to, to, to be legit, the price you got to pay to be legit or whatever. Um, they're going to know that we have that training and they're going to take that into consideration when it comes time to put us in a phase where we can open up and probably not be shut down as long. And now we're in phase three. They're saying we're phase three, but then the guy is like, well, but more like the end of phase three. And I'm like, so, I mean, really that's phase four. That's not phase three. Phase three starts when phase three starts. Right. There is yeah. like late phase three. Like nobody even knows what that is. Like nobody even knows when they can travel normally again and stuff. It's like, how can you say that? They don't, what else, is, what else is shut down? What else is shut down right now? Okay, so nail salon, they, they said that like, you know, like um, nail salons and uh, wineries. <laughs> I don't know what I'll fucking do without that. Oh, no. But, you know, but um, I have, uh, you know, I, I, I just got done listening to the radio and I checked out this one, uh, this one thing that was on the news and it, they were saying that... Uh, you know, movie theaters and restaurants are at like 25% capacity. And I'm thinking the fact that I'm trained in like bloodborne pathogens, cross-contamination prevention, you know, I'm able to create like a sterile work environment. It's a one-on-one -on -one thing. Um, I don't understand why people can go sit in the movie theater and swap the air and touch the handles yeah. on the chairs in a public place like that. Yeah. Um, not, what, or not only that, why you can crowds. stroll through Walmart with no mask fucking breathing everyone's farts. Yeah, you know Walmart I mean? and Target and everywhere else where, you know, people are – frequently going nowadays and they're yeah. all standing next to each other like nothing's wrong anymore so you know and i can't i still can't open my business and so you know my 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 knee-jerk reaction to that is like cool if you want me to pay my licensing fee how about you just charge me half since you closed me for half the year you get half your yeah. fucking you know and once you put the spin on it with them they're just more like no it's our way or the highway kind of attitude you know so um i feel like there's a couple of people and i have been talking to some dudes who are heavy hitters in tattooing they're like talking about like some class action lawsuit uh so things like that if they don't actually motivate and do things properly otherwise all the training they're forcing us to like you know present them with certificates for which is like before we even had to deal with the health department 10 years ago we were doing that shit anyway voluntarily because we want to have accountability for how professional we claim to be when we say those kind of things. And we have to back that up with paperwork. So when the health department stepped in, they basically are like, you know, trying to enforce that. But it's like, you don't have to enforce something that didn't need the force in the first place. We already do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you guys are experts in this field, literally. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, the guys that do the, this, you do what you do properly. I mean, you guys, mm -hmm. I guarantee when a health official talks to you, you could be like, no, that's not, that's yeah. not how well, that works. I've been, I've been doing my job longer than he's been doing his. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, it's, you know, it's gotta be the most frustrating thing. Right they want to they come look at your stuff and then they want to lord it over you a little bit because you know, you, you need their signature to, to move forward to pass go or whatever. And then, you know, they want to, then they want to say something like, I, I just think you guys need a sink over there with hot water you know, and it's like, we have one on the other side of that wall. It's like literally like around the other side of the wall. Like you walk, you just walk around the wall, go to it, you know, and like, but they have to say something to validate their existence. You know what I mean? Because like, they really don't know. Yeah. They have a, I, they have a rough blueprint. And then every time they go inspect the studio, 
they like to take their own um, their own take on it. Like all of a sudden they become your interior designer and they want to see how much money you're willing to spend so that they can come back and get their ego stroked and see what you've done. All of our studios um, of the people that I know professionally that I go into are all basically set up the same. We have a clean area for uh, taking like all of our waste and everything to where people don't even go in there. That's like our sterile room. Mm-hmm. You go in there, you don't go in there without gloves or a smock or sleeves on, you know, these plastic sleeves and stuff. Um, face shield when you're cleaning stuff in there. Um, it's closed off. There's a door that shuts. It's not even open to the rest of the shop. It has its own ventilator system that goes out the roof. Um, and on top of that, we just have like, everyone has like hand sanitizer, soaps. There's, there's an exposed sink in each room. Um, you know, there's just, I mean, above and beyond what you would probably expect when people tell me, oh, dude, your shop's closed. Just come tattoo at my house. I'm like, you know why I won't do that, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot. If you've been to my shop, you know why I won't come tattoo you at your house. There's a lot more to it than just putting, squirting some ink out on your coffee table and, and I mean, a t- tattooing a t- and throwing it in the garbage. Tattoo shops are one of the cleanest environments I've been in. Yeah. One of the most sterile environments. I, my dental assistant was like grabbing the x-ray and touching the light switch for the x-ray and putting her hand back in my mouth. And I was like, the hell are you doing? Yeah. 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 yeah your yeah. hands clean. You got to, I think a lot of people have this like misinterpretation of like, you have a glove on and all of a sudden now there's like this magic force field around your body. Right. That you're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, yeah. and the glove. funny part about it is I, how many of you, I mean, I know you guys, Bear with me here, dude. This is going to sound funny, but it fucking happens to all of us. We all get those emails where they want you to either uh, help you with your, your college debt or sell you Viagra, right? You get spammed all the fucking time with this bullshit. How come these motherfuckers want everyone to wear a mask and gloves out in public and, and do all this shit, and they don't send a fucking video out through a mass email to show people how to properly wear this shit and how to right. put it on? Yeah. Because when I'm watching dudes take their glove off like this, and then they grab the fingertips on this side and go like that, like, yeah. No, done. done. I'm just like, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's some leadership in action. You know, yeah. good job, Nancy. Or, but, dude, you watch, been, our, you watch our officials tell you, read this thing off, and she's going, yeah, licking yeah. the paper while she's doing it. And you're like, no. You know, it's just – or, you know, there's yeah. pictures of the, of the uh, leader of the health uh, – it's like the health squad in LA and the chick literally looks like Beetlejuice. Like Nosferatu. You know what I mean? She's You're like, Beetlejuice, how man. are she you the like, leader of the health division or whatever? You know, like it's are people, insane. Are people coming around to your shop right now or anything like that? Has people come in like health department people? Like has there been we any kind of, we've been, we've been emailing them nonstop trying to get like some kind of uh, idea of like what our guidelines are going to be for reopening, what we can do to get a jump on it so that we they say we can do it. We can actually just flip the lights on and open the door. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all be been. I, I even, I even like knew this was going to be a mistake. But I sat down and actually wrote a fucking letter to him. Yeah. I spent my time putting it together so that I knew what I was, what was going to happen. I'm all, it's going to be a fucking coin toss, and I did. I got the fucking standard reply letter. You know what I mean? So it's like they keep fucking with me, and when they come do the inspection on my shop, I'll be in compliance. But I'm also going to fucking dog the shit out of whoever's there. Right. You know what I mean? That's well, make sure you do yeah, it as totally soon as he signs it. that. Yeah, wait till yeah, well, as I mean, soon I mean, as he I mean, signs it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every everything yeah. he asks me is going to get met with an educated answer, and then I'm going to ask him shit that he can't answer. Yeah. And basically, yeah. my way of yeah, getting yeah. out getting out of dealing with those guys is just basically but, with information. And, information. And you're completely world. right too, because you know, dealing with the in- construction world, an inspector is never, never one time going to come into an area and be like, "Looks good." 
<laughs> never. It's never happened. There's always something. And it's because you, you're right. You have to justify your fucking existence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if this guy came back from your shop and went, they're good. He'd be like, no, there's no, there's no way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so yeah. they have to think of shit, you know, but. I learned a long time ago about the inspectors, man, because uh, when I was younger and I, I had saved up a pile of money, man, and there was this house uh, in my old uh, area where I, where I grew up that had gone into default and then they repoed the house and they were reselling it. And all I needed was to come up with three grand and I could put a down payment and get it. Mm -hmm. So I saved up all this money and I went and bought this house. But then in order to like get through the escrow and the whole nine yards, there's this dude you got to hire that's, you know, a home inspector. He's got to come and look at everything and make sure it, it, it works. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker came to my house and went through my entire house, went up in the up on the roof, did all this shit, right? Came back, oh hey, everything looks great. It's all blah blah blah. You know, like I'm like, okay, I'm buying this house. He says everything's great. That's what I hired this guy for. That's why you have to have this dude. Yeah. I bought the house in spring. And then by the time, you know, it started getting warmer like it is now, um, I was like, oh, I want to fire up that air conditioner. So I go over to turn on the swamp cooler, right? Mm -hmm. And I hit pump and I let I let, you know, I'm doing all the stuff I gotta do. And then I hit it and I don't hear anything. I'm like, is this thing working? Oh, wow. I wonder what's going on. Well, my cousin's uh, ex-husband is an air conditioning guy. Mm. I go, hey, can you come over and help me take a look at my AC? Like, yeah, we jump up on the roof. And, you know, it's, a, it's one of those big block swamp coolers that sits on the We pulled the side gate off of that thing. <laughs> there was nothing, nothing in there, dude. It was <laughs> nothing in it. No wheel. <laughs> no guts. No hamster wheel or whatever. You that just have is. to go. None, none of that shit was in there. Oh, yeah. Dude, totally. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I can't believe I paid this asshole 1200 bucks to come over to my house and tell me everything was fine. He went up on the That's roof, and like, looked around the neighborhood a little bit, and then came back down. He's on. You know? Fuck this guy. That, you know? yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. That's uh, insane. That's, that's, very, that's very AV. That's very <laughs> yeah, AV. Sure. Yeah. Pay me. Yeah. Pay me. Bye. So, um, I mean, obviously, so with every – now the corona's wrapping up, right? And uh, apparently it doesn't exist anymore and the whole – you know what I mean? It's Everyone's acting as no, if no, it no, never no, happened. No, no, no. Actually, know? this is something that I want to talk about. This is okay. something that's annoying the shit out of me. Okay, so, like, everyone is, like, on the fucking computer and everything. Like, the fucking media. The media is just blowing it up. The media is fucking, you know, doing all this thing, which, like, they're reporting on what's happening. And now – now the media is not reporting on it because obviously there's you know like it's it's they have to move on from shit. There's other shit going on. You can't just focus on one thing because yeah. everyone's freaking out. Wait, there's out other the stuff media, going on. <laughs> the, you know, everyone's freaking out that the media is blowing up this thing. But if you look at the numbers now, everyone's going like, "Well, coronavirus is gone." The only reason people are saying coronavirus is gone is because the media is not reporting on it. Right. This and is now, like the cult so, of so like, this is like the media cult that we live in in this country. Like. So it's like so it's like you know what I mean like like look like the media is the media. The media has always been a, a thing where you have to you have to look at it and go, "Okay, where are we really?" You know right. what I mean? Like you have to take your own educated guess whatever right. that is through what you've done in life, you know, but the media needs to report on it. So that you know what's happening. If the media doesn't report it's, on it, the coronavirus is a real thing, gone. man. I'm in constant contact with the women that I know that are my clients that are nurses that were working in these ERs when it first happened. And yeah. I was like, I had questions coming out of my ears. And I'm like, I need to know answers because, mm -hmm. first of all, I'm real easy to get into like a conspiracy theory on some shit. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. I, will, I will fall in that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that rabbit hole is deep, bro. Fucking, no, 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 no
And then, and then the, the sensible side of me was like, call somebody that works in the fucking hospital and ask them. So I did. And I got a lot of answers and I learned a lot of things about coronavirus that I didn't know before that wasn't really, you know, accessible information. So it's real and you do got to be careful. And there is shit out there that will get you sick. And there's a lot of people that are vulnerable to it. It depends on, it depends on you at the time when you get exposed to it too. Like you can right. be a totally healthy young man and then all of a sudden. Done. For, yeah. me, for me, I just get, I get, I, I've been frustrated lately with just the whole like, Everyone being like, oh, well, now coronavirus is done because the media is not. I'm not saying that we're saying that. Oh, no, I Like Everyone's going like, oh, what happened to coronavirus? Right. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, oh. The person that is saying what happened to coronavirus was the person that was bitching that fucking coronavirus was all over the news. Oh, totally. Yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? They're like, the media is making up all this shit. No, they're not making it up. They're fucking reporting on it. You know, the cure for coronavirus is, right? No, what is it? It was sure. It's a riot. Joke. Yeah, I, was, I knew it was coming. There. I was like, oh, oh wait for God. it, wait for it. Oh yeah. that, is, that, is, that, that, that is one thing I miss the most is the ridiculous amount of jokes in the fucking 10,000 Waves fucking studio. Right. It is like, I, I, I got I mean, like, like, Christmas called Dad I mean, Jokes, and I've been taking four I mean, days. yeah, yeah. Joe, like I said, yeah. Joe's been tattooing yeah. me for 20 years now. And it's just been a fucking barrage of dad tattoo jokes. <laughs> Ever since fucking Psycho City yeah. to everywhere else. And it's just like, and that was a, and that was a perfect one right there. Right. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's yeah. It's, there's no way you're going to get a tattoo from Joe and not hear at least three to five fucking dad jokes. Oh my God. Like good, good ones though. You know, not your, not your typical dad jokes, you know. I yeah, can't yeah. tell you how many times we have to stop tattooing because we're laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, dude, yeah. totally. Yeah. That's the best part of that. That's one of the best parts about it, though. Is like you know, like yeah. all the all the all the things that we know, like we can we can actually get away with at work when we're doing that stuff. You know, we just have a good time with it, and you yeah. know, I miss that. I miss I miss being around everybody. I miss all the ball busting and all the shit talking and all the funny stuff that we say to each other and. You know, taking like serious things that are happening in the world, but making jokes out of them because that's how totally. we get through our day. You know what I mean? That's what you not do. that they're not serious, but we take we take advantage of making fun of everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, yeah. you know, it's you know, you think about that. I, I thought I was thinking about that the other day. You know, it was like those your tattoo shop specifically. You know, is is really a beacon of fucking free speech and what really America is. You know what I mean? Like you're allowed to. I mean, obviously, you come in saying some racist shit, you're gonna get punched, but. You know, I yeah. mean, you're allowed to skirt the line of what's fucking right or not woke or what, you know what I mean? And we can have, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. had incredible conversations and, and I hopefully a lot of tattoo shops are like that, you know, but I, I do miss that place where it is almost like a safe space for free thinkers. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, I mean totally a, you meet a tattooer is. that's like, you're all, you're kind of an intolerable prick, you know what I mean? But you got a good point, you know what I mean? Like, it's we, pretty we, amazing. We talk you know? like that to each other pretty regularly. It's pretty awesome. If yeah. we disagree with each other, it more or less turns into, like, um, a free-for-all joke for, like, maybe a few days. Right. You know, like, oh if somebody God, puts dude. their foot in their mouth, man, we will roast them, like, yeah. for a week. You, know you ain't living it down. You're getting a nickname. It might even come up again next <laughs> month, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Or, or every Robert. time you come in to get a tattoo, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. You guys... You guys crack me up. It's always a good time. Always. Yeah, yeah we we want to have a good time. That's 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 what's been it, robbing it, us of our of our of our happiness now is like being robbed of that good time. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's cool too because you you guys you deal with such a. I mean, obviously, many years ago, tattoos were for fucking outlaws, right? You know what I mean? Back when you were starting, it was bikers and 
prison guys and shit like that. But now the spectrum of people that get tattoos is so huge. So you get to see, I mean, I can imagine all walks of life, every fucking person with a different opinion, a different background, police officers to military to some fucking punk that just got out of jail. You know, yeah, I mean, to, of, to be able to hear that perspective is that. helpful, you know? Yeah, my uh, my whole take on that is also like a media driven, uh, a way the media has driven people in somewhat of like an opinionated, like, uh, you know, herd in a way where, um, you know, back when I started getting tattooed in the in the uh, mid to late late eighties, um, it was it was definitely part of like a subculture. There was like something going on there that was you were going to be tattooed, and then you were going to experience uh, social uh, uh, moments of adversity and things like that with the cops and with the old lady at the grocery store and with oh, yeah. uh, people, people who had small children that were staring at you and being young and being in the high desert and you know having like you know half your head shaved and a sleeveless shirt with a tattoo on your arm basically meant fucking don't talk to me you know yeah, i'm not part of your bullshit crew i don't want to have nothing to do with your society and your and your idea of what we're supposed to live like and you know we were all just kind of against that you know and and then all of a sudden man it was like i i got into the tattoo shop and i started realizing you know like yeah, okay now i'm tattooing like dudes that i went to you know like I, I went to like grade school with that were like kids i'd known for a really long time kids that grew up on the ranch or kids from the boys home and i was mm -hmm. tattooing those guys and uh you know, doing all these different walks of life, you know, like you said, the prisoner guy, the, you know, the, the, the prison guard guy, you know, like they were all coming in. So, um, you learn all these different kinds. And then all of a sudden, like, we didn't expect it, man. We were doing all right. You know, we were, we were working, we we're pre pretty steady. It was a walk-in style shop. We were near a military facility. We had military contractors in town, mm -hmm. construction guys, because people were flooding into town to work for the military construction things that were going on with the airplanes and stuff. But right. we had, a. Uh, all that going on. And then all of a sudden, like in 2003, like tattooing became a TV show. And then it really changed. I mean, it opened up our audience because people who would never typically walk into a tattoo shop. Now there was a tattoo shop you could watch in your living room on a weeknight and right. like get some kind of exposure to what people thought a tattoo shop was like. I mean, that tattoo shop was nothing like the one I was working at. You know, the one right. I was working at was like next door to the gay bar. And then there was like the construction guys bar was like a little ways down at the Tipsy Bowl. And then across the street, we had Maxton's where all the aerospace dudes were at. And then after eight o'clock, it was all the young folks were in there. And, you know, we had a pretty eclectic corner of Avenue I in Lancaster there that was all kind of our own personal, like, satellite, you know, for all these walks of life, you know? As, as, someone, as, someone, as someone for me who, like, obviously wasn't affiliated with the tattoo shop, but I would go there and hang out and, like, you know, everyone, like, like the, the movement and the people that were hanging out there at that time, it was, like, it, that tattoo shop was a beacon of of badassness in like the valley yeah. in, the, in the antelope valley where we grew up like it was a beacon of like that's where you go if you want to be badass if you're badass you kind of hang out there like you know just saying as like a young kid like it was always like it was always like dude that's the that's the that's the shit right there you know yeah. for me at least. i love I, I mean i've learned so much from just that experience of being there it was like you could go there and there'd be choppers parked out front or there'd yeah. be like, you know, all kinds of old cars parked Flame, in the back. Flamethrowers, come on. Yeah, dude, I remember, I, remember, I remember like, you know, the rolling 60s came in there one night and they all wanted to get tattooed and then they got me so fucking stoned, man. I was like trying so hard to tattoo these guys. <laughs> so and man, that was like a regular occurrence, you know, that, that, that like, you know, five or six dudes from a certain group or faction in town would show up and get tattooed and we'd hang out with them and tattoo them and they were always cool with us and our shop never got vandalized and we never got 
uh, any shit. It was always respected. Everybody who came in there, no matter what, if they were enemies or if they knew each other or they didn't like each other or whatever, when people came in there to get tattooed, they were just there to like come hang out, listen to the music, get tattooed, hear all the shit talking, the jokes, Mm -hmm. check out the motorcycles, the cars. You know, we always had the music up loud. Everybody was always having like a pretty good time there. Um, It was, it was, it was was kind of also like you said earlier. And it was, and at that time, it was the only place like that in the Antelope Valley. Yeah, because everything like, else is very... It's not like now. It's not like now where, like... I mean, this is even before Hot Topic came to the mall and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that shop was it. That was, like, the spot. The underground, cool spot. You, all, you wanted to go hang out. At least people like me. Not everybody. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but then it was weird, you know, because we had this thing. And then when the TV shows came out, now we're like doing like little tattoos on like soccer moms who would have never came in the tattoo shop, yeah, which right. was great for business because we met a lot of other people that like, you know, hey, now they know who we are. They know what, what it's really like here. Like we're not, you know, we're, we're gnarly, but we're not that gnarly, you know, but yeah. you know, it also, yeah. it also opened up the door to like a lot of other things that were really uncomfortable for me. Like all of a sudden now I'm like hearing people's problems and like, and, oh, like, you it, became it, a therapist. It really changed the dynamic because on the show, you know, they, they push for like these like stories you tattoo that story. Well, I think people that wanted to get tattooed thought, oh, well, I have to have a story or I can't get this I gotta tattoo. Go talk, I got to go talk about it. it. It would turn into this thing. And uh, I, you know, I worked with a guy that used to love that shit because he would take those stories and he would just twist them all up while he was talking to him and just give them the craziest feedback. Yeah. And the craziest they're not even sure why they're getting a tattoo now. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's but so like, rad. Like, like another thing, like what, like what Joe said, though, like, like everyone was nice there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's obviously a few people where it was like, eh, okay, you're a little. <laughs> there's always, there's always going to be that in this environment, yeah. you know, or at least back then. You know what I mean? When like everyone's a little off the rocker. We don't get into this because we're like, oh, this is a clear path of like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, we we like, for sure like to like kind of like live by that like mantra of like, we get what we get. You the get what you get. Too. And if yeah. someone gives you respect, you just give it back. And if someone gives yeah. you shit, you give it back. And that was just the yeah. way we ran the shop. That was the way we operated shop, over there. That shop was always, always. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really- I remember when John told me, took me to you for the first time. And, you know, I had, I had been in a few shops and never, ever felt comfortable. You know what I mean? And, and I know the guy or whatever, but it just, you, you guys created an environment where there was a very clear cut, like line, not for like uh, saying anything, but like, you don't come in and act like a fucking kook. You know what I mean? And, and, but obviously we're here to have fun. We're here to do this thing. But like you specifically for me created a culture where I was like, oh, dude, I feel comfortable here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it was something that was missing definitely from Ventura where I, you know, I grew up. I, I mean, I half grew up there and then I half grew up in Ventura where in Ventura you went to the ink house and it was done by a hell's angel and you weren't fucking sure you were going to get the thing you wanted you know what I mean? Because there was only one tattoo shop allowed in Ventura and it was yeah. by the fucking Hells Angels. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I had never felt comfortable in a shop ever in my life until I met you guys, you know, down in Roseman um, when you had that shop. Right, right. You know, and yeah, I, we I just, just thought when I walked in, I thought, fuck, this is a home, dude. I mean, this is a home for someone. Yeah, 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 but also you could tell very quickly that there is a underlying set of values and rules that you don't fucking come into the shop acting like a moron, you know what I mean? Because you're gonna get booed. It's quick, okay, you know. Like, and so out, what it does is it weeds out, out the oh, idiots. You'll get called out real quick. You'll get yeah, called exactly. Out real you know? quick. I love. I yeah, just I've never felt we, like that we, before. We've shown people out, you know. We've had oh, yeah. 
I couldn't oh, imagine yeah. that you would, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I mean. But, but I had a couple of fun, fun moments there doing that shit. Um, <laughs> don't talk about it too much. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I always tell people you haven't really worked at a tattoo shop until you've actually had to physically throw somebody out of Oh, them. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not. And, and, you know, I actually wanted to ask when you brought up the story thing, like, it's always, it's something, especially with those shows, it's just everything has to have the ultimate meaning. You know what I mean? Right, it's right, like, right. how do you feel about that, dude? I mean, I'm like, you, are you allowed to appreciate anymore? art for art on your body or is, do you have to fucking no, have a meaning? Have, it has to have a meaning. It, I mean, there's just something to be said for a cool, like, eagle holding a skull or something. Right. Like, yeah. That's mean shit. That shit's just badass. Yeah. You know, it's just a fucking you know? cool, tough shit. You know, like, when I got tattooed, it was because dudes like uh, – Harley Flanagan and like Roger Merritt were my heroes. And like those dudes like had like crucifixes and gargoyles tattooed across their, their chest. And you know, Vinny Stigma's got like this crazy winged serpent on his chest. And when I would go see like Agnostic Front or the Chromags or something, these guys were covered in tattoos that were, I didn't know if they had meaning or not. Cause back then I didn't give a shit. I just thought that's the toughest looking fucking tattoo. Right, I've ever yeah. seen. I had that. If I was to go to the public pool and take my shirt off, motherfuckers would only stay in that one end of the pool. Mm-hmm. I would have this yeah. end all to myself. Cause it was that gnarly, you know, yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah. that, that was the 16 year old me saying that, you know, and I, and that's the path I went down. That was mm-hmm. what I wanted to, that was what I wanted out of, out of, out of what I, I wanted to like get my point across, but I also wanted people to fucking understand, like I wasn't going to get crossed, you know? Right. So being tattooed was a way for me to like separate myself from the masses, you know, and be like, I'm not like you. I don't want to be like you. And this is a permanent statement that says I am never going to be like you. And that's yeah. what it meant to me when I started getting tattooed. That, that, it was just a yeah. ultimate that, is, that is definitely what drew me to tattoos was the, the, this is who I am. I'm not like you. We're not the same. Let's just keep it like that. You know what I mean? Not like in like mm-hmm. an up guy way, but more of just like a, I don't want to be a part of that society. I want to yeah. be a part of this society. Yeah. I remember like when tattoos, like when, when that whole <clears throat> boom hit, <clears throat> I remember me and a, me and a few friends would, you know, people would walk around and go like, Oh, Oh, cool. Like, Oh, like, <laughs> like, like, oh my God, like you, you look like good Charlotte and stuff like that. Cool. You know what I mean? And I would just be like, I just remember me and my friends being like, we're right. going to tattoo lines. We're going to tattoo lines yeah. on our faces just yeah. so everyone knows we are not fucking like that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's just like us yeah. being young and, you know, young, you know, obviously we're older. It's like not that big of a deal, whatever. Right. But, you know, yeah. Like that's, that was, that was our response to that whole thing. It's like, yeah, you know, we're going to tattoo lines on our faces so you can know. That yeah. We're- Unfortunately, the, the generation gap was like, you know, I'm a little older than you guys. So like the dudes that were like punk rock and tattooed, I think were a little cooler than the good Charlotte dudes were when they came out because they were yeah. like yeah. commercially successful and they had tattoos. So all of a sudden everybody wanted to lump everybody in with that. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's like your first, the, my first question now when I see someone sees your tattoo is, oh, that's cool. What's it mean? And you're like, oh, I ain't even fucking doing this today. You know what I mean? It means I love saying, I don't know. One of my older buddies goes, you know what this tattoo means? And, and, and the guy goes, what? And he goes, it means it's on me. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it means don't fucking talk to me anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's obviously I have reasons I have tattoos. I, there's meanings behind them. But do I need to overly explain it to fucking everybody? No, dude, it's art. Having a tattoo is not doing a job interview. You know, if someone right, looks at yeah. it and you like it, you either say, hey, nice tattoo, or just don't say anything at all. But it's like yeah. spending 20 minutes with a stranger having to explain why you're tattooed oh, or whatever. Oh, my like, God. Okay, so I have a funny story. <sighs> yeah. I have a funny story since we're, since we're talking about this. So I've started, I've started a new job in the COVID, in the COVID world because the music industry is, 
Right. Down there with yeah. the tattoo. I think the music industry is below the tattoo industry. That's actually probably the last jobs, thing coming back. That's one of the jobs with my job that's on the list that says concerts and gatherings. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just like, I, 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 you know. So anyway, so there's this, so there's this guy, there was this guy that worked here. He only worked here for a little, like a couple weeks. But uh, I came walking in the shop one day and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, man. He goes, he goes, oh, like, oh, I like your tattoos. Who does your tattoos? And I'm like, I'm like, Jojo, you know, and I, cause like I'm in, I'm in Lancaster. So I'm just like, Jojo. And he goes, oh, oh, really? That's tight. That's tight. I'm like, oh, you know him? He goes, no, nah, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, dude. He just like, loves the fact that you have tattoos, man. He, he just loves it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the same. I'm just like, God, okay. You know, it's yeah. pretty pretty ridiculous that is awesome that's crazy <laughs> so uh i remember so we've been trying to do this for a good couple of weeks now obviously with work schedules and stuff but i wanted to ask you know you had to cancel because you were actually going to like protect the shop from all the uh the protesters yeah the rioters well, we had... you know what i mean so i wanted to what what happened with that um we went down there and uh <clears throat> we went to the shop and we just kind of like kind of like just started getting everything kind of ready in case just because you know, I mean, for a few days before that, we saw what was kind of happening down in Santa Monica and Long Beach and stuff. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen here, but we don't want to take a chance, you know. So right. we went down there. We went to the protest, um, drove back and forth in front of the Van Nuys courthouse a few times and checked it out. It was pretty peaceful for the most part. There was no, yeah, there was no instigators there. Um, you mean there was no cops? Yeah. There, I mean, I'm <laughs> talking about like just both sides. This is yeah. there both just kind of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I, uh, I was kind of like, well, I don't know, man. It might be it might be pretty chill. So we went back over to the shop and uh, hung out for a while. Everybody got on the roof, just kind of kicked it. And then uh, I don't know, like like nine, by nine thirty at night, it was just like a ghost town there. So and uh, they said it had already like disbanded. There was a few people that had broke the windows out of the Chase Bank and uh, like a car dealership. That was the most that happened. Right. So it seemed, it seemed pretty. For for what I was seeing for a couple of days before that, it seemed okay. What I was like, and this might sound like I don't know how it sounds, but for like thirty years, I've been like building up this business and shit. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, look, motherfuckers, I'm down for your cause. I'm right. Down. Yeah. Don't fuck me up. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want you yeah. to come get tattooed. You know, like I don't want I don't want to have yeah. to fucking like you know have my you know know your enemy, man. A lot of these dudes oh, yeah. are like not knowing their enemy. They're hitting the mom and pop spots. It's like that's not your enemy. Your enemy's the federal building, the bank right. building, the fucking yeah. city hall, the fucking yeah. courthouse. Why the fuck are you fucking with? Yeah, you know, you're gonna destroy I, something. If, make it some public fucking property. If, you know what I mean? Antifa. If Antifa was an actual organization, you could maybe get that. You could maybe uh, hold on. You, you know, know it is. You could maybe. You know George it, Soros you know, is ca- I, doing this. <laughs> you, could, you know, you could maybe pipe it through and go. Look, is that guy still alive? <laughs> but it, he looks like a dead person who's got their hands. I still no. keep. They keep him. They he. They keep like you know, sixteen-year-old virgins in a closet for him. He just sucks the blood out of him before he, before he leaves the house. You know. But yeah, I mean, that, and that's a fucked up part. You know, it's like, you know, we me we went to the protest in Ventura. Um, you know, and it was to over two thousand people, peaceful. You know what I mean? Like there was one instance where a dickhead ran through the crowd with his car. And no one really got that hurt, but it's you know turned into a big fucking deal in Ventura now. But um, you know, and, and, and that's the thing It's like, you couldn't fucking kneel to protest. You can't, you know what I mean? You see all these yeah. things, like you weren't allowed to do these things, you know, what I mean? sure. but, but watching that video is, 
you know, and you, even when you talk to a fucking anyone that doesn't even agree with the protests, you, it's like, dude, you can't watch a fucking guy die for eight and a half minutes and not murder feel porn, one dude. way about it. You know, not, Someone I'm sorry, not die, dude, be murdered. Like, why, do you, why do you think people you know? are so angry? I go, because every time they watch the news, they got to watch another eight minutes in a row of a looping video of a guy fucking getting choked to death. And it's fucking right. young. When young people see that, it fucks their head up. Older people feel helpless and it creates anxiety because they have younger people in their life they care about. Right. And, you know, I mean, this whole thing uh, with the COVID-19, everybody's boxed up for two months. A lot of people are on unemployment and they have time to do things. And, 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 then, and then these guys are like trying to like do this thing. Over, and it's, it's become like a circus in a way because I feel like there's, there's a way to organize it in a sense and get the mm-hmm. point across. I feel like there's just a lot of people that don't really understand because because the young emotions run hot. And I know I was there, man. I wasn't the only innocent kid. I went to, when I was mad when I was a kid, I broke shit. I did shit. Dude, that, what, 20 years ago, I would have been one of those little assholes. You know what I mean? Totally, I man, absolutely would have. You know? I'll be the first I, to admit it. I can relate to it because I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that things are changing. We're going to see a different world from here on out. This whole incident and things that are happening right now are changing the way our country's going to run from today forward forever. I certainly hope so, you know, and, and that's yeah. one thing, you know, it's like, first of all, I, I know it's like hard for white people to say like black lives matter, you know, it's like all lives matter. It's like, you're a fucking moron. I mean, I'm saying not us, obviously, you. But, you know, but it's, it's, you see people literally crawling out of their skin because they can't, I even come to grips with identifying with what's happening, you know? And it's like, right. that shit's gonna go away. You're gonna, eventually this is going to go away and you're on the wrong side of fucking history and mm-hmm. it's gonna fucking change. It's gonna change. You got a whole world movement coming and there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think a lot of young white people also don't understand that like, this is a Black Lives Matter thing and we're like their guest at their event. You know what I mean? It's like, it, we're, we're really not. Yeah. I, wow. I have, and we really don't understand that we, we want to stand with them, even though we don't really understand. I've never grew up with racism, dude. Like I had friends yeah. that were, there were all different cultures that experienced racism and I only know it through their story. You know right. what I mean? I don't know it through my own personal story. Cause I've never, I've never dealt with racism, you know? So yeah, I, I can get on the side of fuck racism. I'm anti-racism. Right. And, but I also feel like I'm also not going to fucking break windows and spray paint BLM on shit because that's not my fucking place to do that. You know what I mean? Well, like, and it, all uh, it does is devalue the movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's a reason fucking saying. Martin Luther King's peaceful fucking movement changed the world. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's because when you look, were... Uh, I mean, look, I understand that, but nothing fucking gets done by kneeling. Oh, 100%. But they didn't kneel. They marched. Yeah. They fucking made their voices heard. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They, and I mean, I'm not... Look at bro. Like, I... I, you know, I'm all for stealing and breaking yeah, shit. Yeah, That's but, my, part uh, of my DNA, the, you know? <laughs> like, uh, like, like Martin Luther King did his shit, but then Malcolm X did it a different way. You know what I mean? It's like Martin Luther King is the one that everyone focuses on, but there was other shit going down. Mm-hmm. There was shit going down in that time. 100%. It wasn't just Martin Luther King. And like I said, I don't uh, – I mean, I don't necessarily – I don't like, – like when I think of like the looting and the rioting and all that, I'm not going to go jump in the middle of it. But I understand the anger. Oh yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. I understand. Like there's know, angry the people. That, of, but I also the think there's of, a lot like, of people that didn't give a shit about George Floyd that were in that too. Dude. Well, and yeah. here's the here's the difference. Yeah. We have to make a distinction between the rioting and the looting. Rioting, right. I understand. I absolutely yeah. get the anger, the rage, wanting yeah. to fucking burn cop cars. I understand the looting 
is just people taking an opportunity to get right. free shit. You know what I mean? And so I, I, mean, I get writing, the writing, absolutely, you know? Writing, and the, if, if you notice, the reason writing and looting hasn't happened this week is because the cops have stood down. The 100%. The ones that, you know, I bet you none of that shit would have happened the first week if the cops just would have stood back and been like, let them or, be pissed. Or if the cops didn't start it themselves. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We've all seen the video of that the pig initial, fucking the breaking the auto zone windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the initial re- knee-jerk reaction is fear. And, you know, the people that aren't really involved who are like standing on the other side of the television set watching all this happen are scared. Right. So this yeah. is why that reaction was the initial reaction. Well, I saw, I heard someone bring up an incredible point, you know, uh, the other day it was like white, you know, white people are so scared of black guys, you know, or black people like inherently, you know, for whatever reason that even when this guy was on the ground, fucking detained completely under control. And I think it was a, a absolute act of hate. This guy was still so afraid of this fucking black guy you know, for whatever his own racist bullshit that he didn't get up off of. You know what I mean? And it's like that shit is in burned into our DNA. You know what I mean? And I've had to, like, as a person that's personally punched fucking Nazis in the face, you know, and had them thrown out of our shows. And, you know, I, I sat back and really had to really do like a check on myself and go like, what are my hangups? You know what I mean? Like with, like, do I have weird shit in me that comes out or and we've all said dumb shit you know what i mean or whatever obviously you know but i really think it's not enough to be okay with the movement and and behind it it's you have to be actively really i think we all need to be really searching our own self for our own hang-ups you know even as an anti-racist i saw a thing thing earlier a black woman that said she goes being being anti-racism doesn't mean that you're free of racism and you're still learning but yeah. being anti-racism is like a mindset that means you're planning on continuing the work, which is the important part. And right. I thought that made a lot of sense. And I thought that that was awesome. Do you, do you, do you guys watch John Oliver? I don't. Um, I, I like him a lot you know what, dude, when I see uh, it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say we don't even have television uh, stations in this house. Like we just uh, try not to. I know you got a smart, t- I'm sure you got a smart TV. Got I got a smart TV and it's, it's smarter yeah. than I am. Yeah. I, 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 I'm like, cool, man. I want to watch Disney. I just want to watch The Mandalorian like three hundred yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, there was a, there's a, there's a good um, he on his last episode, he has a at the end of it, he plays like a three minute clip of this uh, of this woman who's just pissed, and she just goes off on just like, you know, fuck your Walmart, fuck your Targets, like this whole, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not even gonna try to like say what she said. Maybe we'll link it on the Get Heavy page or something that I played at the end of it. Yeah. But it's like watching this and then like understanding that like that's one person being this pissed off in like a mob. You know what I mean? It's like you get it. Like I understand why people are pissed and like well, this, dude, is, I, this yeah. is what they have to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't, I, we can't necessarily agree on every form of how they do it, but there's shrapnel and everything. I got a kid. There's a kid I know in tattooing. Um, he's out in Virginia, and uh, he uh, he he sent me a message. One uh, was maybe a week ago. It was right when I went down to the shop. Actually, I think to like kind of help, kind of like you know, get stuff out of the windows that we could put stuff up, just so it didn't look like you know an open invitation. Because our windows, you know, the front windows of the yeah. shop are just huge glass panels. Yeah, beautiful. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
a friend of a friend of mine had put up a post about how he was like, you know, I'm not really sure in my position what I, he goes, I, I, I'm, I'm not into racism, but I definitely don't know what to say. So until I find something, I guess, educated to say, or I have something smart to say, I'm going to stay silent until I can say something because I feel like what I'm saying is wrong, you know? And, and I wrote on there that I agreed with him. And then my friend in Virginia, who's, um, he's a person of color and everything. Hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> they're all saying hi to you, Rosie. Hi. I would take. I'll take a vodka soda. <laughs> Come on over. Thank you. Yeah. But um, he uh, he had sent me a message, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, like, thank you, babe. You're you're someone I look up to, and I have in the tattoo world for a really long time, and and we know each other online here, and we 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 communicate quite a bit. I really like his work. I I think for a young person, he's 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 uh, exceptional, and. I've commented and talked to him on a number of occasions. He wrote me this heartfelt response of just like being really disappointed in me agreeing with this guy's post because he didn't agree with it. And he had said some things to me in this post that like made me think about it and it tugged on my heartstrings pretty hard. And I thought, oh my God, I just uh, had, to, had to think about it for a minute. Like I shouldn't even be commenting on other people's posts unless I'm really fucking putting some thought into what I'm gonna say right now because this is a time where people are really, people are really looking for a direction to, 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 to move in without you know, this is a, this is a very like a touchy subject and I'm saying I got to approach it with more compassion than just go, right. Hey, I, I agree with that. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I think about what I say before I say it type thing. And that's my job as, as, as an older person and as a, as a more, uh, you know, like a, a um, some, someone that this person's looking up to as, as someone to like show him, you know what I mean? And so what I did is I let him down and he had let me know that. And that I go, I told him, I go, I'm going to go on there. I'm going to retract my, my, my comment. And then I'm going to say why I did. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I'm going to make it right, dude. And then I'm going to step back and I'm going to wait to talk to you and I'm going to get right with it myself and educate mm -hmm. myself and get as much as I can on it. Yeah. And so uh, he's all, no, leave it up. It's okay. He was kind of upset. I could tell. And I said, no, I'm going to do it. And we'll talk about it some other time. You know, it's, it's fine. You know, I, you, you've told me that how you felt and I agree with you. So mm -hmm. I went on my other buddy's uh, thing. I deleted my comment and then I said why. And I posted and I said, if your choice is silence, that's your choice. Everyone's got the freedom to make that choice. That's your choice. I go, I really can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be like a huge political voice in it because I just articulately don't know how I'm going to do that right now, but I'm going to do what I know how to do. And that's music. So I started promoting music that I, that I think speaks for me in that sense. Sure. For right now. You know what I mean? Right, and so right, I, right. I, and then Daryl read my reply and hit me back and was like, dang dude you did that like i mean i respect that you know and like me and him talked about it and um, i'm waiting for a phone call from him but uh you know i mean it, it, it was it was like when you have uh, somebody that you know personally like reach out and hit you it, it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot different you know what i mean because uh it, it wasn't like i was just catching flack from like random strangers online you know i i, I had made a couple of posts and i had random random people like uh policing me on the internet you know already like all of a sudden now i gotta take 15 minutes out of my day to like you know get into a debate on this person when we're clearly in the same lane going the same fucking direction right yeah. and and, yeah. and now i'm getting told that i'm not doing that right because somebody's more you know what? i don't know not, just where i come from i just like don't fucking out snob me on your fucking you know on your platform right. you know what i mean it's like we're all here together man just yeah everyone does their own way you know as long as we're in the same fucking trail heading the same direction but yeah, um, you know, it was like, uh, you know, when, when he said that to me, man, it just woke me up a little bit more and made me just look into it a little deeper. And now I'm spending more time, you know, with my, my kids are very passionate about it. So like I, I talk to them and I see the things that they're, you know, showing me on the internet and stuff. And uh, I mean, we're, we're always, we're always learning. We're always, yeah, I'm a work in progress. 
you're always yeah. i mean that's that's you know what i mean and that's why that's why i can i've considered you one of my best friends for a lot of, a lot of time is that we have i i, I have these conversations with you all the time and it's right. like we're yeah. all, I, I feel like whenever me and you talk it's we're always talking about bettering ourselves right. whatever experience we're going through is like okay you know what i mean like we're, we're we we're never like fuck it we're big dick we're big dick yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's always yeah. like, oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this happened. I wish I did this better, and I wish, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying we're always like talking down about ourselves, but we're not like we're always learning. Well, you know? I I think that's inherently in our our culture being involved in you know punk rock and shit too. It's like you 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 know that we are the way we think has been on the outskirts of fucking the regular world for many, many years. You know what I mean? And and it's just so now that the conversation is switching to where. It really is shit we've been talking about for a long time. Not that we're cool all or anything like that. It, all of a sudden, it's really cool to hate cops. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like oh, fucking hating cops for saying these motherfuckers. You know, but um, you know, but what you do see is that the world's gray, and and you know, and the with the with the what in response to what you're saying, you know, it's like we post. Everyone has a platform, dude. We have, we post pictures of our food and fucking argue over nothing. And it's like, and there is a point where I'm starting to think like your silence of not yours, but you know, when people choose to not say a fucking word, it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, okay, be for it or against it or whatever. But like you, it's on us to really reconsider and reevaluate our position here because I really do think that like not taking a position right now is, and I, I was never really someone to buy into that type of shit. But I really think it's like, man, you owe it to yourself and the people around you to really try to construct some way to, you know, yeah, say, I've always hey, had this hey position. I'm I've, way I've out of my own forever. I've always been anti-racist right. and I've always yeah. had this position. It's just hard for me to articulate like something to put in a post on social 100%. media. So, yeah. like, like not, not got, a conversation, like, but like a post. Yeah. How do you and put it in 120 people. characters? Yeah. yeah and I, then I got like a thousand people that you know are going to read it and then i got like you know five people that want to come back and like educate me on like what i'm doing wrong of and, course. Da, 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 da. and i'm yeah. just like okay man like i've kind yeah. of like i've kind of like in my own dickhead way because i am punk rock i'm like fuck you man like you ain't <laughs> yeah. fucking telling you how yeah, to yeah, yeah. racist i was anti-racist when your mama was still fucking wiping your ass you know what right. i mean it's, i don't know i just get that weird asshole mentality yeah. comes back to me where i'm like fuck you don't tell me what to do <laughs> you know i can yeah, find yeah. it so fast dude also, i can find that shit so fast <laughs> but also in this in this day and age we also have to as we're getting older we have to understand that things change over time and we have to like we have to like you know what i mean like not necessarily go with it but like i don't know i guess go with it you know what i mean but like understand that tides are changing yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the young people, people the young people are the ones that are showing me all this stuff to be honest. Yeah. My daughter, I my da scout, all my daughter all fucking day really like in this last couple months has really like opened my eyes to how much she is paying attention. You know what I mean? And I, you know, you, when you have these conversations with your kids and our kids are very close to the same age, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm constantly shocked at how easy it is for them to grasp these things. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, scout tells me you know, you know, she thinks she likes girls and I'm like, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Like that. And it, but that conversation wouldn't have happened with my parents. You know, if I told my yeah. parents, I fucking like boys, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? But it's like, you learn these things and what you're finding is your, you know, your kids are, 
you know, this is the first generation that I really have a lot of hope for, dude. Like my kids and your kids' generation and John, your kids, you know, like our kids are fucking smart, dude. And they're aware and they're conscious. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have to fall back and go, you know, I mean, um, just like I, I, I said to uh, Daryl in Virginia and like my own kids, I I said, you know, I'm just an old dog still learning new tricks myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not some like authority on like everything, you know, I there's can, no I can, way you I, can be. There's, there's one or two things in my life. I know I'm pretty good authority on and they're not very useful as far as like social construct with other people. So. <laughs> yeah. my, mom, my mom is in her sixties and she was just showing me a new book that she's listening to on tape. And it's like about like, like teaching her about white, so, like white supremacy and like what it is like in the community. systematic fucking my mom's white one of those yeah. people my mom's one of those people like love my mom but she's like one of those people that goes like wait you're <laughs> trying to tell me that the ku klux klan is still a thing yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. she's like she's like wait a minute there's you know like i remember one time like i have a checkered past but one time i, I was talking to her when i was younger and she's like I was talking about like drug use and I was like, you know, getting into stuff. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm kind of losing it. She goes, she goes, wait a minute. People still do cocaine. <laughs> you know? and I'm just like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, but this has even opened up her eyes where like she has her zoom friends and they're all, they're all like, they have like, like every week they try to give themselves a new book to listen to that week. And this week they're listening to white supremacy and me. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? You know, like basically, like teaching them what racism is. Right. Yeah. And they're in their fucking sixties. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Like, I mean, that's you amazing. Have to always you know? learn. And the thing is, like, the older people, you know, I mean, granted, they're on their way out in some way, shape, or form, but you got to learn. You know what I mean? Like, you got to learn. Well, it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and and the ones that aren't, the ones that are refusing, the ones that are, you know, all these. It's like, yeah, you, okay, that's fine. You want to be like that, no problem. But you're on the wrong side of history. That's for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? It de- And it doesn't fucking matter because in 20 years, your generation will die out. Yeah. And guess what? All these fucking kids are going to run this world. And your great America that you think was so fucking fun where you could call a black guy the N-word at will <laughs> you know, or whatever. Know. It's gone, brother. It's fucking it, gone. You know, good luck. Garage. Fuck that. You yeah. know, it's weird, man. I think about it in a weird way, too. I'm like, what are we going to be mad about after if it's all gone at one point? What are we going to be mad about anymore? Oh, we'll find plenty of like reasons. Fucking the Joker and Batman, you know, they need each other to fucking oh, exist. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Punk rock yeah. just going to fucking disappear, man. Like, oh, it'll be fine, yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, and here's here's one of my fears. Else that, I mean, maybe alien invasion or something. Who knows? Well, here's what here's one of my big fears. I've been thinking about this a lot is, okay, you know, this this movement has legs and it's, there's shit happening and it's you know i i'm gonna say it's way above what the occupy movement was you know what i mean because it is real life or death shit but what happened in the occupy movement what happened in the occupy movement really strong start the government gave a little and we went cool good enough and everyone shit the fucking bed you know what i mean right now everyone's everyone's unemployed yeah but they won't be soon you know what i mean if I didn't won't have a be job, soon. if I didn't have a job, I would be out there. Right. I've never seen this many people in the street for anything, and then all of a sudden, uh, tuning into like other countries and it's seeing everywhere. other countries also doing it, and I just thought, yeah. man, this. I mean, America. This- America looked like Europe there for a while, you know, mm-hmm. with like the protesting and all that stuff. I mean, 
Yeah. No, I, and I love it. I love it. But what I my biggest fear is for this shit, the government to give you just enough to stop fucking bitching and stop getting in the think, streets, and then and then it goes back to fucking. The, you know, it slowly creeps back, See, and that's what I want to avoid. Noticed, you know? I mean, if you've noticed uh, over the last week, the news reports or like you know the helicopters hanging out above protests aren't there anymore. It's not right. on the news really anymore. It's not like yeah. it's like every waking second, but it's still happening. Oh yeah, it you know is. I mean, like I don't think this is going away anytime soon, especially. I hope not. Especially with Trumpito and his fucking Trumple Stillskin. His how he just cannot. <laughs> oh yeah. Not, like he just wait, flames the uh, whatever. He just fucking fans, fans the flame. fire. Yeah. He stokes yeah. the fire. Well, you know and that's true. Like, I mean, it's, and, it's like, yeah. like I, I've, I think every president is dog shit, including Obama. And I voted right. for fucking Obama. Yeah. Okay. But, but Obama's fucking dog shit. He's a fucking president. All right. presidents are dog shit in some way, shape or form. Yeah. But he is going to fucking just like with the election year coming, it's not going to end. Well, and, and that's here. And I'm thinking past that. Right. So. Trump does get out and now Biden's in in office, which is the man that wrote the fucking crime bill act and referred to people as super black people as super predators. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And like, but also at the exact same time in the, in part of our conversation we were talking about is maybe he learned. Well, absolutely. But did the rest of you, I'm not going to give any politician, I don't give any politician any rope, man, because like they're all frauds and they're all cowards. And like 90% of them are in it for themselves. Right. when it comes to a guy like Joe Biden, I would hope that like maybe his son or daughter or whoever's in his life would tap him on the shoulder and just go, dad, you're drunk. Let's, let's go home. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. the dude can't even put a paragraph together. Trump's right. a bully. He's, he's out of his, that dude's out of his depth on a lot of things that he oh, talks so about. Much. I mean, you but, saw it with that. Do you guys see that tweet about the yeah. old man? Totally. Yeah. The, the 75 year old super soldiers that Antifa's breeding. Wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, holy Antifa shit. Antifa has better equipment than the fucking CIA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. This uh, this seventy five year old man thing that he tweeted was uh, definitely showing like his his understanding of the world in a really like oh a very God. small. Just... What I was saying about that is that like like okay, so what I was saying about the president thing is like we in the end, fucking the world needs someone, America, whatever, it needs someone to stand up there and go. We all need to chill the fuck out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not saying that that's what is going to happen or that that is what should happen, but if someone was up there and going like, hey, we're going to fucking listen to everybody. Yeah. We're going to listen to you guys. Yeah. Trump is up there just going like, fuck these guys. Right. This is dog shit. And who's going to fucking stop that? Like, oh, okay. Okay, we'll go home now. Well, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want us to keep that energy. Keep that energy yeah. up. Take this shit to the election. But if Trump you know, and then, smart, and then not Trump only that, smart. well – you know, not only that, when it fucking happens, the election either goes one way or the other. Hell, we need to fucking the way we do this is by getting these morons out of office, voting for people that actually fucking care. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way we shift this. And I want the pe- I want everyone to remember this shit that just getting Trump out of office isn't enough. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not I hate fucking to be, enough. I, I also hate to be that conspiracy guy, but I also have this weird notion that like, I just don't feel like voting really is is as effective as it used to be. Or I'm not at all. It. I feel like it's a tradition. The DNC is pretty bad like twice with Bernie Sanders. Like, I feel like if they didn't let us vote, people would get even more mad because they didn't have a say so. But I feel like 
you know, I've talked to people that were like, yeah, like uh, this helicopter took off and the ballots were like still on it when they announced the winner last year for the two years ago for the governor's yeah. off. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, I'm hearing things from very credible sources. I won't drop any info on where I get them from, but let me just say the guy who was there. It just sucks hearing that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And I mean, then, yeah. then you hear about it. And then the gas tax thing, you know, I don't know anyone in California that voted for that. I mean, don't everyone, everyone has to drive it unless you live in San Francisco. Right. Like we all have to have cars and go places. Nobody I did vote for, for it, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. vote to pass but it. But it helps my already, industry directly. We already directly. have infrastructure taxes that we pay and other things that they're stealing money from. But right. this is politics. You know yeah. what I mean? They're going to find money that's not being spent the way that they want it spent. They're going to funnel it out and then they're going to create a new tax that's just going to replenish that purpose that it was not used for. I mean, it's, it's all I just feel like they already, know, they already know it's going to pass even if it didn't. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I will say one thing about that gas tax. The SB1 thing that went through, there was at very strict stipulations in there that said it, this has to be used for road work. And we have – Oh, okay. Over a bill. Well, I'm just saying we have over uh, uh, okay. a, almost a billion Sorry. dollars. Sorry, there was no, I, We have a billion dollars of work coming down in Ventura County this next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, that is a one thing where yeah, it actually it. was used for what it was supposed to be used for. A hundred percent, I agree with you on everything, but that was the one instance where you're like, "Oh, fuck, it worked. Watch out." You yeah, know? I know. It's just, like, it's damn. Just, it's, so it's always like a thing with the politicians yeah. with like the lottery and how the money was supposed to be used for schools, and now oh, they steal it all shop the time. And metal shop and auto oh. shop and all these things are being removed from schools, and now kids are like, you know, they don't want kids to learn how to build something; they want to learn how to buy something. And it's like this is a consumer mindset that they're brainwashing. I think our young people with because it's like going to be up to like other people to teach them skills. Outside, you know, back, you know, there's some kids that don't have those outlets that they go to school that could take wood shop and learn how to like, you know, a, a skill, you know, and those things are being removed from school. Even music is being removed from school. So, you know, there you go. I, I mean, mean I I, like I said, I agree a hundred percent, but I know that one worked. <laughs> I was like, oh, cause I'm a union fucking operator, bro. It's, and it really right. helped. It helped road work. It really, we got a billion dollars worth of fucking work coming and just Ventura. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm amazing. glad to hear it from somebody who's personally involved. Right. In that yeah, I always yeah. feel like those are those are oh, credible. I, every other really time, ninety nine points feet about it, and yeah. I, I would probably never run into anybody that knows any different until yeah. you know. And then, and then, of course, your job you you know about that. So and then, hey, good. did they probably steal a little off the top? They fucking probably did. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, and and that's a cool thing too. Is like what, you know, what I it's just like my hope. My hopes for this whole thing is obviously changing the police fucking policing changing all these things let's fucking get these morons out of government but now our young people are realizing what makes the difference and that's when you're fucking pissed the most american shit you can do is get out in the streets and fucking voice your opinion you know what there i mean was a guy do it. there was a guy reading a law on the radio i think it was yesterday morning i was listening to the talk radio and the guy was reading a law that the police in camden new jersey they had a system there where they redid their police structure and I thought, man, that's actually pretty cool. I, I checked out their population. It's only like 79,000. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not, Camden's many, not but, a good neighborhood but, over there either. But, yeah. but they did, what they did is they brought in, they brought in guys that they just took out of the academy. And what they did is they drove them around they like dropped them off in the neighborhoods and they would go door to door and introduce themselves to the people in the houses and like get like a rapport going with the neighborhood. And what they're saying now is that the kids the grownups and the police all know each other and they all mm -hmm. have like a, uh, there's, there's actually like a lot of like really positive interaction that goes on there with them because of this like relationship establishing thing that they've created where it doesn't turn into, you know, dropping some dudes in a hot zone that are like unfamiliar with where they're at for one. Cause they're not from there. And number two, it's like this thing. And then it just becomes a panic situation and it 
yeah. it, you know, and causes bad shit to happen, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons, but I'm just, I'm glossing over the top of that and saying that the story that this guy had was pretty, pretty interesting to say the least, because I haven't heard a positive thing. Right. About a positive police story in, in a very long time. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm seeing the defund the police and I understand that it's obvious. It's not about abolishing the police, but it's about transferring funds to, you know, our police doesn't need to be fucking militarized. You know what I mean? I, I you know, listen, they like, don't uh, need to be military. I know exactly where you're going, John. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's, yeah. there's tons of crimes. There's yeah. Tons of crimes that don't need to be that like, that aren't, that aren't worth the police's. Oh yeah, drug crime, car, crime and, shit like and that. They, yeah, and the tweakers, uh, tweakers and shit are responsible for that, dude. Like fucking meth heads and shit are calling right. cops all the fucking time because they're peeking yeah. out their shutters. And there's a dude standing outside and they're freaked out and it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. they're the ones that are firing them dudes up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and, just, and that was I just know thing. personally because I lived in a neighborhood that was like, it was always like that. There, there was right. never really anything going on, but there was always some like presence there because people were on the phone like requesting like you know police to come because something weird was going on. It was yeah. end up being nothing, you know? Okay. Okay. I have a, I have kind of a funny police story. Let's hear it. That, that, it, that has happened to me recently before all of this, uh, bef- uh, no, during COVID during COVID. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, I live in a house where the house next to me is pretty much abandoned. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, my, I might as well tell the story. Why not? So the house is pretty much abandoned, right? It, I mean, not pretty much. It is abandoned. It's been abandoned for five years. Overgrown as shit. You know what I mean? Just like whatever. Um, well, the night before, the night before the, what I'm going to tell, uh, my roommate's car got broken into. You know, he just texted me. He's like, hey, my car got broken into. I just want to let you know. Ruffled around. I don't know if anything's stolen. Whatever. Okay. So fast forward to the next day. I come home and I'm in the backyard on the phone and I hear people in the yard next to me right and i'm like i'm just like dude you know what i mean like and the thing is like i just i'm just like i don't want shady like my my roommate's car just got broken into like i'll go over there and fuck some you know what i mean like whatever i just don't want to whatever so yeah so then i'm just like shit okay i hear people over there i go to my roommate i'm like yo i hear people over there what do you think we should do and he's like, I don't know. I'm like, should I call the cops? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want them to necessarily do anything, but I want to create a record. You know what I mean? Like, I want to create, uh, like, in case something does go down or in case something keeps happening. Like, hey, I called and you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, my, and my roommate's like, are you really talking to me about calling the fucking cops right now? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is that what we should do? You know what I mean? Like this or that? He's like, he goes, I can't believe you're talking about calling the cops. And I'm like, I'm not going to call 911. I'll call the police number, you know? So I call like just the non-emergency number. And I'm like, hey, you know, my roommate's car got broken into. I hear people next door. Like, I'm just trying to kind of like do the right thing. So like we can get our stolen property back if a bunch of stolen property comes up or you find it somewhere. You know what I mean? So, uh, okay, yeah, we're, we'll get someone out to you. So, uh, so then, like, I proceed to eat some mushrooms, okay? So, like, I eat some mushrooms. I'm just chilling at home. I take a shower. It's, like, kind of warm that night. And I'm just, like, taking a shower, eating a little bit of mushrooms, shrooming a little bit. 
And then I just get in bed, just naked, right? Just get in bed, and I'm just like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, don't even think about anything. And then I'm like, I'm laying there, and I'm like, shit, did I, did I lock my door? Did I lock the door to my car? And then I'm thinking about, like, the people breaking into the car, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah. and, like, I have a door. I have a door in my bedroom that goes to my driveway because, like, that's how it is. So my car's parked right outside my door. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to. I'm just going to jump out there real quick and lock my door and jump back in. I go and open the door and I jump out and there's two cops walking <laughs> down my driveway. And I'm fucking naked. I'm naked on fucking mushrooms. And I'm just like, ah, ah, and I jump back in. Like the car was blocking me. They didn't see me or anything like that. But I know they heard me and I jump back in. Oh shit. Shit, the cops outside. Ah. Oh, dude, I like, can totally see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then I'm like, I go and I'm looking oh. for my pants. I pick up my, <laughs> I put my pants on, and my pants are inside out. So I have inside out pockets pants are on. hanging out. My pockets are hanging out, and I go outside and I talk to the cops. Oh. And I talk to the cops for like two minutes, and I'm just like, hey, yeah, like this or that, you know, like. And they're just like, okay. Eyes are like, whoa. I would have let him in my backyard and yeah. been like, hey, you know, go look, you go look, you know, go flashlight and shit like that. Then I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go. Let me know if you hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, there, there you go. There oh, you dude, go. that's awesome. That I, was, I, I mean, it could be very well what the first time you've ever called the cops ever in your life. That yeah. beats. I mean, that beats. No, I mean, I, mean, I got some friends. I got some friends ever called the cops yeah. with the police, but that that's out. Uh, that's actually yeah, that's awesome. out there, bro. Naked on mushrooms. Yeah, hard to beat it. Well, fuck. I think that's a good place to end it, man. Uh, Jojo, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure. Cool, we'll man. have to get you on again when the shop comes open. Also, I'm gonna need some tattoos. But, All uh, right. Um, uh, please, can you let us know where to find you, follow you, whatever you want to promote? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's just uh, Jojo Ackerman. I'm on uh, Facebook. It's also just Jojo Ackerman. And then the shop is uh, 10,000 Waves Tattoo. And we're in uh, Sherman Oaks, right off of uh, Ventura Boulevard and Woodman Avenue. And uh, yeah, the phone number there is uh, 818-849-5317. Hopefully, taking appointments soon, right? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, man. There's yeah. a petition online to open up uh, tattoo yep. shops in uh, Southern California. So, yeah, we'll put a link to it, it on our on our page too. So yeah, you guys want to get that signed? Spread the word, man. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I don't know how much the petitions help, but I mean, it's, it shows that people are unified and trying to make them listen. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens, man. All right, yeah. brother. Well, uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having I love me on, you, dude. Jojo, I love you. Love you, you bro. Man.